We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Yeah, show me the path to the to the tournament, man. I'm feeling path to the tournament. You're feeling good right now because um, you know why? Because I hate IU and I'm really believing in a big Indiana win Saturday, <laughs> a big Michigan win versus IU. Let me. You know what, man? Indiana has been playing really good. They've been playing really good. Trey Jackson Davis has been playing like a first team All American. Um, He's unbelievable. That is going to be a huge Hunter game, and I don't think Hunter's had one of those since. Going up against Baycott, um, yeah. I, I I don't even think the ED game was like a hunter game. I think that more guys could get involved and they should be okay. But I think this is the one game that like he needs to win his matchup because I think if he wins that matchup, I think Michigan wins. I think it. I think it's solely a big to big matchup. I mean, I think you play one on one. I think IU will double team. If they don't, they're dumb. I don't think IU will double team. But I don't I mean Hunter will just get this one is Trace out. ever needed a second outside of maybe Edie. I think he's I think he's in the same vein as Edie when it comes to Trace. Like Trace is really good blocking shots from the help side, right? He's like the best in the country at that. But I don't see him blocking shots on guys seven foot. He just doesn't see it. I don't know. Maybe they'll try it to start with. I wouldn't He's be been disgusting. He's been so good. Last game, 2018 and six assists. 18 points, 20 boards. 25 points, 21 boards. I mean, 31, 15, 4, and 5. Just disgusting numbers. Disgusting, disgusting numbers. Um, and and they've been playing really good at the right time. You're 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 talking about them. They've won seven of the last eight. Yeah, seven of the last eight. I mean, they're like this is this is the biggest game of the year, in my opinion. If this team really wants to make a wants to make a run to even, in my opinion, get back on the bubble, um, you protect home court. That's like a big way to way to do that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You. This is 
one of this is probably their last ranked game that I feel okay about. They have to go to Rutgers. The rack is really hard to win at. Um, but I do like them. I like them in this game. It's Saturday. It's like at a weird time at six, you know, it's like yeah. that's, that's like a really weird time to like play on the road and you're in Ann Arbor. You don't have anything to like do all day. Your nap you know? is messed up. <laughs> you know, exactly. It's just all messed up. Remember JB used to, uh, he used to make us like walk like a mile. It's like, go outside, walk a mile and come back to wake up. Like, I don't need to wake up until an hour. Time. Like, I'm, I'm 20 years old. Let me go, dude. It's like, what do you mean? We did that against, like, Wisconsin or Minnesota one, one year. And there was, like, a foot of snow, and he didn't care. No, he did not care. He, he, like, he didn't care so much, but he's like, okay, I know it's cold, but just walk around the hotel. And I think at one time, we literally, like, walked to the corner and just came back. I was like, yeah, we did it. It was cold. <laughs> yeah, I think um, that's it. I mean, this this is the game. You don't win this, it's... It's a Big Ten tournament. You got to win the Big Ten tournament. You win this game, now it's alive. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be two of the three out of the next two IU games in Rutgers. It's got to be two of those three. I agree, and you know, there's there's also Illinois right there too, which would be a good win. Yeah, Michigan um, State. Michigan State's going to be there. They have Wisconsin twice in twelve days. You got to at least split there at minimum. Yeah. Um, I think the opportunities are there. Is it's not like. You have Minnesota twice and really bad games here that can really hurt you, not help you out. Uh, I think that's a big plus. Um, You just kind of want to see this team just continue to improve and get better. Um, They didn't do themselves any favors in the the non-conference. That's all. That's kind of what it's going to come back to. It's literally they be they're tied for third right now with IU and or second with IU and Rutgers. Yeah, if they got like one of those games. One, they'd be on the bubble right now, which and is big games in non crazy. Like and you're like don't lose to Central. Like yeah, that too. That was, is, bad. that was bad. You know, like they're what three hundred something in the net. Um, and then between UVA, Kentucky, and UNC. You can't go 0-3 when really you were you were beating Virginia by double digits and Kentucky and UNC are both ridiculously mid this year. Um yeah. I think they they really dropped the ball there. But you know, that's the one part that I you know it's really hard to you know push for attorney bid because because of that. And it also doesn't look good that in the bye games, um Eastern by five points. That doesn't look good in the committee's eyes. Yeah. Ohio in overtime. Even Jackson State by 10. Lipscomb by by what seven or eight. Um, and then and then the and then the one loss. Um, all of that, it's not about how you win. It's it's not about who you beat. Yes, you beat them, but was it really convincing? Or were you in the or was it like a was it a two possession game late? You know what I mean. Those are yeah. those are two very different things. The committee also likes to see how how you're doing now. I was gonna say the, the, they're peaking. Like they, how much? Because yeah. they look super talented the last three games and in control. Yes. And how much is that going to play a part winning? Let's say three of the next five quad one games. You know, 
and maybe a little bit of a run in the Big Ten tournament. Like that's got to mean something how they look with all that yeah. talent. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the metrics aren't in love with Michigan either. Um, it's just one of those things where hey, look, winning takes care of a, a lot of things. I think after after the Penn State blowout, I think a lot of people were like, okay. That was fun, up. right. Yeah, that's it. Hang it up. Um, and then you come out and you get really I'm not gonna say lucky, but you get fortunate to play a Northwestern team who had just played at Iowa like 40 hours prior, and they came out dragging. Northwestern came out completely dragging. Yeah. Um, you end up beating them kind of handily at home um in Evanston, and then you play an Ohio State team who's not very good, but low-key dangerous. They don't lose by a lot of points. And those are the games that that can go either way. And then you end up playing uh, a Nebraska team who just had a really good win against Penn State at home, and you're able to hold them off twice. You go up by, you know, 20, 24, and then they get it to nine. Then you do it again. They get it back to eight or nine, and then you're just like – then they end up finishing the the game of runs, which is always a good thing. But those runs could, could have went the, the other way. When, when they got to eight, instead of Michigan going plus 11, that could have been Nebraska. So I think this was also a really good win, and it, sh- it showed a, a lot of uh, fortitude for sure. That's what i am been impressed with. Like the Ohio State game was the most complete game they played all year. That was I was watching a good basketball team play good basically 90% of its possessions. They were – yeah, I watched Jet like three times bump the roller on help side, stunt on the roller, and like really bump him, not just tag. Not that like you. fake stuff, right? Yeah, yeah like yeah, he yeah, w- yeah. got he got below the roller, bumped him, and got back out to his man. And I was like, oh, they practiced that hard. Like that was drilled into them within the last seventy two hours, and it showed. Uh, help the helper has been really good. It's been uh, so much better. The switching been has been so, so much better, and this was a good test with yeah. Nebraska. They had to took a while to figure out. Uh, Tomonaga and some of their cutting, they still gave up a lot of back doors at the end, but they, they've looked more comfortable defensively, which was, you know, like a crap shoot 15 games ago, 10 games ago. So they're peaking, like they're peaking on like how they're playing, not just winning, which is fun. They're executing on offense and on defense, just incrementally better. And so I don't know they're where getting better. Go. They're yeah. getting better, and I also want to say they're actually um, solidifying some type of rotation over the last couple of games, too. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. 
need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because Terrace is, I mean, he played a role today because, I don't know, maybe they were resting Hunter. He had two fouls in the first half. The minutes restrictions in the second half were a little odd, but I understand getting Terrace in there against Nebraska when you're up. But he's basically fallen out of love with Terrace, the Twin Towers, you know, and those big wins, uh, Northwestern, Ohio State, you know, Terrace played, but it wasn't the same as it was before, like Iowa. I mean, are you liking this? Are you liking more Joey? Are you still – you still want to see more Cheddar. But, I mean, Joey's – Joey's be been playing good. really well the last exactly few exactly what games. they wanted to do. He's been playing really well the last few games, and a, a lot of it has been – a lot of it has been just – yeah, making shots, whatever. But he's yep. been really his energy. His energy has been night and day for whoever he checks in for, uh, especially if it's for like for like uh, like 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 uh, someone like Terrence, right? Yeah, Joey yeah. gets in the game and his motor. Um, I think his hip is feeling a lot better because he's been moving around quicker and he's attacking the board and he's just. He's like going for blocks and he's just doing a lot of active things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that is a huge addition because if he's not making shots, usually you're like, okay, like, like what's he out there for? But him being able to do the little things, being able to show his grit, his hustle, um, just going hard, just not caring about anything except playing hard. Um, you're able to play him for longer, for longer segments because it's not about if is he making or missing shots anymore because he's out there impacting the, the game and more than just shooting the ball. Yeah, he's not making those mistakes we talked about. It like he knows how to play, which is huge. Right. Right? He's not giving up the lane on a help side. Like he's he's there showing and discouraging. Like he knows how to be in position. Which those little things just add up, especially with a team like this. But like if he's given that offensively, like he's a weapon and he's putting pressure on the opposing team. He's like Michigan's fifth option. And he's putting serious, serious, serious pressure on defenses. That's hard to do off the bench in college basketball. Like you just don't see it very often. And it's hard, it's hard for teams of guard. It gives guys a breather. Even when he's not making shots, I think he's still opening up with the gravity. Think they could use him better a little bit. I mean, I still think overall Nebraska play a little junk. And the one three one, yeah. Yeah. And like Hunter, they were just doubling so hard. I still think they're not finding Hunter in the right spots. Like there's like a glimmer of hope, right? A glimmer of like an opening. And he's not getting he's getting position and it's like a weird passing angle. But you got Joey out there. And I feel like it makes that stuff a little easier. But I don't know. They're still figuring it out, but the rotation has been tightened. It's like a beeline rotation now. It's yes. not It's not like it was for Howard in the past few years. For sure. And I think the the one thing with Terrace, they're not doing the the too big because I feel that Juwan is comfortable or has been comfortable with the game, right? Yeah. I feel that when yeah. things get tight, I feel Juwan reverts back to kind of what what's he comfortable with. You know what I mean? And that's when you will see that's when I think that you'll see the two big lineup is when things get a bit tight, he's like, okay, we got to control the paint. So I'm going to go with Terrace at the four or it's low key Terrace at the five and Hunter at the four. Low yeah. If you, if you really think about it. Um, somebody wants to come up. Give me a second. 
Yo, what up, man? Yo, what up, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right. So, I do apologize. Usually after the games, I got to take care of some stuff. So, I did miss part of this. So, if you already talked about this, I really do apologize. Um, In regards to March Madness, I heard you talking about it a little bit. My question is, is does Michigan, and, and some people don't agree with this, some people don't see this as success, but like, is Michigan's previous success in March have anything to do with it, or does the committee just turn a blind eye to that and just not even care? What do you think, Stu? What do you think? I think a Michigan versus a Rhode Island with a similar resume is I mean, yeah. It's uh past success, probably not more of like branding, but I don't think it's as big of an edge because there's a, there's so many like big brands on the bubble. Like you could be up against just so many other big brands in America on the bubble. Like those Rhode Islands you're going up against are typically in if they're in. So it, it can create a little bit of an advantage, but past success, probably not as much. Just with the way this team played, like if they if they were at 20, if they were like on the bubble, you know, all year, maybe. But like this team looks so bad in the beginning. I think the jury's still out like, all right, you guys won three games in a row. Like, let's finish it. You know, we'll see what happens. But I think it's work more about peaking at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my. Yeah. So you absolutely answered my question. And that's exactly what I was looking for. But I guess my question is as well is, do you think last year had any implications? Because I know we were kind of on the fence last year. And then kind of towards the end, people were like, oh, it actually seems like Michigan might make it pretty easily. And then they ended up, you know, taking a little bit of a risk by putting us in easy after having a down year last year. We can all admit that. But then going on a run to the Sweet 16 again, beating a good Tennessee team, beating a good, uh, I believe, Cleveland State team. And then, you know, Sweet 16. Yeah, Colorado State, sorry, thank you. Sorry. Um, wondering if that does a little bit as well, saying like, okay, we gave Michigan a shot last year when they have been kind of on the bubble and then it paid off for us. And obviously, Juwan has had success in March regardless. I mean, yeah, bi- I mean- biases exist, right? Like, they all watched Michigan last year, and if they're peaking and you see Hunter dominate towards the end of the year, it might play a factor. But if it's like an outright on-the-paper factor, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and last year, like metrics, the metrics still like Michigan a lot, um, because they had a really good um, SOS and they had a pretty good net. So I didn't think that they were really in trouble of getting in. Uh, It was more so like where they were going to get slated, whether it was going to be a play-in, or they were going to get in that like eleventh or tenth or like ten slot, uh, just based off of their record being what seventeen or fourteen. I did kind of get scared once they lost to Indiana, losing a seventeen-point lead in the second half. That that was kind of that was kind of tough for sure. But um, but they were able to uh, still uh, sneak in there, and I think it was the win at Ohio State without Hunter that got them through. Honestly, because I, I don't think without that game they're they're in. I can't see sixteen. Or... No, Monte Jones put the team on his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't see them at sixteen and fifteen getting into the tournament still. No, you just you just can't do it. Seventeen, <laughs> just, I, can't, yeah. I was shocked. Yeah, it's like I don't care what the metrics say, bro. Like one game over five hundred, you're probably not getting in. No, I don't care how many. <laughs> you have. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, a question from Jay, from Jay Lane Milan. Uh, is Doug overperforming to your preseason expectations of him? I mean, yeah, I had no expectations. I thought Jalen was going to carry this team the whole way. I had total faith in another senior point guard coming in and doing his thing and figuring it out as the year went on. Has he overperformed? Let's let's let me like rephrase: Has he overperformed the expectations after watching over the first half of the year? Not really. Like I, I thought, I think he's a better passer um, than maybe I initially gave him credit for. But that wasn't anything. I wasn't like judging him beforehand, thinking he was a bad passer. But I knew that he was going to be good for the team if he figured it out because he is aggressive. And the one thing Jalen had a problem with was that confidence in being aggressive while trying to run a team and be aggressive at the same time. And Doug just did the flip of that. He's like, I'm going to stay aggressive and then figure out how to run a team <laughs> and the other way, which has benefited them. I think, I mean, he's, you know, he's had some ups and downs, but it's like, he's always going to get overly judged for heavy quotes, crazy play, right? Like some turnovers, right. some shots, but um, I don't know, man, he, he showed the talent like right away. He was not scared to show his talent and he didn't back it up with like efficiency but you saw the talent was there. It was the same with Kobe, right? Could you, like you saw the talent was there, but he just wasn't shooting well. I think they were doing, they were making all the right moves. They were getting there. Like everything looked good. It just wasn't being finished. So I'm not super surprised at all of this, um, but it's been fun to watch the evolution. Like last game, was it Northwestern? He had like what, two, four points and nine assists. Like that's a real point guard game right there. Yeah, real point guard game. Nine assists is hard in college basketball, regardless. But then to like not even be a super threat to score offensively and still do that, I mean, that's a progression that I don't think really nobody was expecting at the beginning of the year. Off of zero or one turn turnovers too. Like he was yeah. very, 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 very impressive. I think when I think when Luella went down, you you can see he still had confidence throughout the season, even when Luella was was there, but. When Luella went down, I think you saw him be more play more loose because he knows that he's not really coming out unless it's just a part of the rotation. Like even tonight, I think he, you know, he played what like 25, 30 minutes probably. Um, and that's no, let me check it right quick. He played 31 minutes, which tied with Jet as the most minutes played. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're looking at someone who's going to be playing a lot of minutes all the time, and that helps so much, you know, not having to, like, look look over your shoulder, like, like yeah. am I going to come out and da-da-da. Um, Stu, you dealt with that with oh, yeah. uh, Lavelle Lucas LLP, Perry. LLP, baby. LLP. Um, I'll I never forget that. I dealt with that with everyone on the yep. roster. So it's like when you get in the game, uh, if you make one or two mistakes, and then you hear that buzzer, you're like, just like, it's almost like PTSD. You like look at the table. You know what I mean? And like, oh, yeah. you can't play free. 
but then I think by your by your senior year, you knew that you were playing like thirty a game plus. Yeah. So if the horn went off, you're like, okay, which MF was coming in for someone else? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll never um, forget when he like he told me that he was going to start Smotrich because he needed Smotrich to be in the game mentally from the get go, and I was like, all right, dude, like that's dumb, but. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. I know I'm going to play 36 minutes, and it's literally what happened. Like, at 16 minutes, I came into the game for Evan, and then I played the rest of the game. It never so, like, came out. All right. You see, but that's – see, see Stu, not everybody looks at it like that. Yeah. Some guys have to start because they know that they're going to be in a funk for the next 40 minutes. But there's people like you who I think it really didn't matter. It was like whatever – like, oh, I don't get my name called to start. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's 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 all starting is. Like, you, you just don't get to do a handshake with but your boys. You, I'll never forget, you're, the like, the first one that helped me get through that with LLP because I was pissed off because we he came back. We played Oakland um, at the Palace Auburn Hills, right? We yeah. played Oakland there. Always a fun game. I started the game four for four from three in the first 10 minutes, like just torching it. I think I had 14 points in the first half. LLP comes in and he has like 14. So he has a good game. He shoots well. And I played just like a really good game overall. I'm like, yeah, this is my spot. Boom. Immediately, like next day, LLP's in the starting lineup. Like, that's it. <laughs> I was like, all right, dude. You're breaking like, up. You're breaking yep, up, Stu. I'm breaking up. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay. Say that again. Yeah, so LLP next day, like, boom, LLP's in the starting lineup. And you came to me, and I'm like, because we're locker buddies. And I'm like, dude, I was, like, kind of exasperated, but, like, kind of trying to get through it. And you're like, it didn't matter what you did. He was going to put him in the starting lineup. Like, just keep going. <laughs> and I was like, all right, you're right. And I did. And then eventually I went back in the starting lineup because LLP messed up, and he wasn't doing exactly exactly what I thought he was going to do and just wasn't playing solo like I was. So I didn't really worry about it. I was like, I'm just going to keep doing what I do because an aunt saw it. And I was like, all I needed was that little like affirmation from somebody else that I was still doing the right thing. And and, and I, then I got my, my spot back. That, that little push. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, like very, very, very seldomly, you know, we as players get too focused on like, like, like what's the deal right now? We kind of get like tunnel know vision and you know we just got to take a step back and look at okay why is this happening what's he yeah. doing um and sometimes i i did that and like i found more bs so then i had to go back to tunnel vision just like yo when i get in i'm shooting the ball three times i don't give a sh I, don't, I don't care yeah. what happened you know but that's what it is um big ten aficionado do we have to win out the regular season to make the tournament? No, but you have to win. Uh, what, what, what are we at? What's our record? 14 and 10, I believe. You got to win four. God, it, it's at least three of the five quad one games. I'd say four. And then Wisconsin. I mean, getting to would be nice. Getting to twenty would be really good. If and then if you go to the Big Ten tournament and win a game or two, winning out I don't yeah. think is necessary. I mean, 
don't get blown out at Rutgers and IU and then win the rest of the games. Like, <laughs> Here's the hard part, though. Here's the hard part. If they end up doing too well to finish their, the regular season, they miss out on getting a second-round game because they finish in the top four, which kind of yeah. stinks. Yeah, because then – yeah, that's true. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, they have a give and take there. I mean – if they do too well, though, and then still get the 20, I think that's a huge deal. I Can't think that's okay. How it's going to depend on a lot of factors with other teams, I think. But, I mean, if you're if you're sitting in the second or third place of the Big Ten and you got Rutgers and Indiana right there with you, I mean, that looks pretty good. Yeah, and they're tied. So Michigan is technically tied for a second now with Indiana and, and Rutgers. Yeah, but I think your point is hasn't played particular. either one of those teams, so there's no, like, tie break there yet. Interestingly enough. Yeah, nothing. Well, um, IU lost to Rutgers. No. They they split. They already they split. Okay, they split. Yep. Yeah. Know. Yeah, they split. They had um um that when they went to Rutgers, they were a hot mess. That was like Xavier Johnson's one of his last games. Um then they had being Trace messed up his back then. Like it was just yeah. it was just it was just all bad. It was just all bad that game. All let's bad. talk about let's talk about Hood Shafino. Let's talk about this matchup. Yeah. We got Kobe on him all game. Yes. I cannot wait for that matchup. Yeah. I cannot wait for that matchup. I want to see how how much bigger Hood Shafino is than Kobe. I want to see that first. Because Huchafino makes other guards look really tiny. Well, they got they got Kobe at six four, right? They have Kobe at six four. Huchafino is around six six. Yeah, um, I think it's they, six three. They could have put him at six seven, and I would have been like, I see it. Like he's like all of six six two fifteen. Maybe he's doing the Jonathan Bender man. Maybe he's growing at eighteen. Man, that dude is that that is a big dude. I cannot wait for that matchup. Um, so I think, I think Kobe has taken all these matchups against other guys who are prospects. Um, and he's done very well with them. Uh, we just saw what he did against Bryce Sansabaugh, outplayed him, uh, guarded him a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think both Kobe and Jet take those matchups personally. Uh, cause they know Hutchfino's good. They know he's good and they want to go at him. And, you know, even though Kobe is a sophomore, technically, he's the, he is the same age as Shafino, I'm pretty sure of. Yeah. So, like, like they're all playing for, yes, it's about the game. Yes, it's, it's about winning. But, like, they want to go out and beat and do better than the other players at their position. You know, what, you know, Kobe did with Adige – the other night, I mean, Adige was what? Adige couldn't move. Adige was in a jail cell for literally 40 minutes or how, however many minutes he played. Um, you know, he was in he was in shackles, absolute shackles. He was like 0 for 9 at one point. Um, what did he shoot? Three for 14 for eight points. I mean, dude was in dude was in hell. Dude was yeah. in absolute hell. He He's a player a that Kobe player. likes to guard. The play Kobe has the biggest problems with like that 
Peyton kid from Iowa and Tominaga from Nebraska. <laughs> Tominaga is so fun. He's, Dude, he's so fun. He's so fun to watch. He's, he's so exactly what I always wanted to play like. Like, I wanted to go somewhere and play like that. <laughs> he does that thing where he doesn't even, like, follow through. He just... <laughs> Fuck it. Man, God. Yeah, oh, I think Kobe... So I, think, I think it's a great matchup for, for Kobe because... I mean, Hucha Fields, it's a lot of ball screen stuff. So, I mean, he's a big point guard kind of with the ball screen stuff. So, if they can – I don't know if you really want to make him a scorer because he is athletic enough or big enough to, like, all right, you're going to give me a 10-foot floater, like, I'll do this. And then I also got Trace Jackson Davis for a lob. But, I mean, he's not posting up. He's not going to be posting up Kobe as far as I can tell. And really – not playing too much one-on-one. I mean, he's very up and down when I've watched him. He likes to shoot a lot of threes, and if he's hitting those, then fine. But, like, last game – The midi, uh, his midi has been clean. Yeah, but, like, he's just – seven points against Rutgers, then 16 against Purdue, three against Maryland, 24 against Ohio State, two against Michigan State. So he's very just – like, yeah. it's, it's kind very of it's bizarre. But this is why Indiana – it's intriguing – matchup for Michigan because they go it's so Trace Jackson Davis dependent and I mean I don't know if Rutgers had anybody to guard him he they really didn't have too much of a problem with ED Maryland didn't OSU didn't like down the line no one's he's not really faced anyone like Hunter besides ED and even then like that game was just so much of assembly hall. That was that was yeah. that was so yeah. loud. Fifty that, on Purdue is unheard of, huh? Fifty points on Purdue at halftime, unheard no. of. Yeah, no, it it was nuts to watch. So mm. I don't know. It's um, I think they match up really well, like all around. Basically, attacking them, attacking them, <laughs> and um, defensively, I think it is going to come down to. Jet hitting threes and Doug being efficient um, in how he plays with Galloway. I think Galloway can give him some troubles, to be honest with you. Actually, I think Galloway is going to be on Kobe, I would imagine. Or I, I think, think so, too. I think he's a waste. See, I think Galloway is a waste on Jet because Jet's just too tall. Like, there's no point. You really have Galloway on someone who's a shoot, like a, like a ball handler, and try and contain Kobe. And so. Jet's not getting to the cup like Kobe does. No, and he's he's not going to see Galloway. I mean, Galloway's not sure, but like it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's just like, you might as well just hope that Jet's having a bad game. Yeah, yeah. I do like this matchup though. I do. I think it's I think it's going to come down to Kobe and Hunter. If Kobe and Hunter win their matchup, they should win yeah. this game. I think too. It's also game. like making the other guys beat you. Like I watched Tamari Bates hit six threes against Michigan State and they had no business really winning the game like that like they did. Um I mean you watched it what I did to, to Purdue. They made Braden Smith the scorer. They shut down Fletcher and they kind of let Edie cook but like Gillis didn't go off. Um the other four man didn't go off. I think it's kind of a similar situation like I don't know man maybe you let uh Hood Shafino just jack up threes let Galloway just when he's running ball screens don't let him pass the ball. I mean, he can hit a floater. He's capable of that. But I don't know. You got to maybe beat the other guys or take the 
Jaden Pickett approach and just let Trace go for 40 and just, you know, let, let and just worry about everyone else play one-on-one. I don't know. I don't know what their strategy is going to be. I also think you're going to see a lot more uh, cheddar at the four and Terrace at the four in this game. Yeah. Because I think with, like, Race Thompson and Renew, uh, even the even the kid Caleb, uh, I forget his last name, but he's been playing really well. Caleb Banks. Yeah. Caleb Banks, really athletic, about 67 out of Georgia. Really good, really good player. Um, you know who, you know who I want to see when race comes in is I want to see Joey, him and Joey. I think he'll give race fits with that knee and race isn't the same offensive player. Like he's just kind of out there to be smart. Unless right. it's Messi's back to like getting, like he's really healing quick with that and getting closer to his peak athleticism. But I don't know, man. He's Joey not, and Miller cop are like the same person. Locally. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I think, I think playing Joey against those guys is great. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I agree. I think you will see Cheddar more, but what they have going in the last few games, I don't see any reason to adjust it too much. Jeremy asked Jeremy Stanton, how do you think they guard TJD? I think they go one-on-one. I think you just, he catches it on that right block. And Hunter's got to be ready, and hopefully he's quick enough to just not let him go middle. I really don't think that – let me look, because I, I don't think that TJD is always efficient. I mean, I'm not going to get his shooting log from his game log. But there's games where he's got 25 and he's shot 19, 20 times. 10 for 19. All right, fine. Like, I'm going to let you probably do that. But – I think he's not – he hasn't had the greatest touch from seven, eight feet. And if Hunter can just stay right. in front of him and force him to shoot those baby hooks all game and also turn over to his left shoulder, maybe use the right or try and go reverse, like just stay in front of him. I, don't go for his fakes. He has that really long reach to do travels every time in the post. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. – uh, I don't know. I think you just play contain – I. Don't really see a reason to double unless they give you a reason. I mean, that's what they did with Edie, right? Like, Juan was on, on audio in the huddle saying, "We'll take the like, give him. We'll take those twos. That's fine." And Edie was cooking, really efficient, and they were fine with it. I didn't perfectly agree with it, but I don't think Trace Jackson Davis is as he's not nearly as efficient as Edie is. Yeah, um, we have Ben coming in. What up, Ben? What's up, What's up Ben? Barely. Relay it. Did you hear him? No. What's the question? That's better. But I remember that you said you really don't care about the tournament. You just want the team to improve. Do you think this team is improving quite a bit? I think they have been improving. I so think the question was, well, repeat that a little bit. That, do we think the that question was, so a couple weeks ago, um, I was saying pretty much like, I don't care about the, the tournament. I don't care about that yeah. stuff. All I care Same. about right now, win games or just get better. Just show that you're improving game to game. And then if you're, and then if you're in and then if you get close enough to the bubble where you can make a final push, that's great. Yeah. But right now, 
don't even worry about the tournament if you're not even playing at a decent level. Um, but I feel that they have been they've been playing so much better um, ever since the Penn State debacle, where they just came out just it was thirty one thirty and then just got hit with like the buzzsaw of the buzzsaws. Uh, to end that half and then just kept going in the second half. S- sometimes it takes a game like that to kind of wake you up and wake up the staff. It's like, oh, this is real. Like, yo, we're sitting here one game over 500, 21 games in. We need to make some changes. And one of the first changes I've seen is that they have shortened the rotation. Um, and um, and I feel that – you know what else? I haven't seen a my turn shot in a long time no and if if anybody it's jet but like it doesn't even feel like a my turn shot i mean yeah Doug, Doug, i don't know i mean has some long threes today but like it's not it nothing really feels like that everything feels like okay that guy just took advantage of the position which is not the way it was in the beginning yeah yeah 100 percent. and i think shorting the rotation is allowing these guys to also um have some sort of they they vibe a lot better. And I don't think they're ever questioning, oh, so-and-so was in the game. Okay, now we got to change and do like this. I just think it's more natural when someone comes in. I think everybody's expecting that person to come in, which I think is also important. There's no, yeah. like, random person just coming in the game to just – and they're like, this dude hadn't played in two two games. Why is he coming in at the, at, at the first under 16? Doesn't make any sense. Um so I think there there is much better cohesion going on too, which also goes a super long way. Yeah, they even he's getting comfortable like pulling guys at certain spots. Doug came out because of those turnovers early in the second half. He's like, all right, just come out, take a breather. Kobe, go play point guard. We'll, we know what our we're comfortable with this lineup now. Then we'll put you back in. So and before it was, you know throwing whatever against the wall, see what sticks. Right. <laughs> Everything just looks so much more comfortable. It feels more comfortable. The funny, I don't know who I, who I was talking to, but he, he talks to Martelli on his podcast every week, basically. And um, they're like, yeah, the game plan at Penn State was don't let them shoot threes. And what did they do? They shot wide open threes. And it was like they'd never <laughs> seen guys shoot before. And it was, a, you know, it's the kind of, it was an avalanche of stuff, but and they're giving open, giving up wide open threes. And it was like, did this team learn anything? And then they turn around and, you know, Northwestern and especially against Ohio State, like play the exact opposite. And tonight deal with like a, a moving team like Nebraska. So, yeah, like I was worried about them just improving. That was it. That was the beeline way. Like, all right, we're worried about winning the game, but it's 40 minutes of not making mistakes and playing the right way and like making good plays. You know, we don't really care if we're not finishing games, if, like, you know, we're leaving 10 points on the board in the first half. Like, there's all these things that add <laughs> up. Right. So, it's a it, – the, the mentality they, they've taken on both ends, I don't know. It's everything we wanted them to, like, try and figure out. It seems like they figured out in the last three games. I'm with you there. Um, Avery, what's up? Avery, you, you there? Avery, what's up? Go ahead, go ahead, man. You're gonna have to repeat it. 
struggling. Um, they struggle when teams struggle on the road is when you're away from Assembly Hall, rough, um, and they struggle coming off of situations like that. Like they're coming off of two big games, and it's very similar to the Maryland situation. Uh, I'm hoping they kind of just try and junk it up because I think that's like when you look at when they struggled yesterday against Rutgers, Rutgers was junking it, and uh, Maryland just pressed them the whole game. And I think that's a look that they will have some issues with, especially without Xavier Johnson. Um, and also going back to what Stu was talking about earlier, I think you give TJD, I think you give him the Hunter look, but I also think you've got to think about giving him a T-Will look because um, Purdue did that with first – they gave him Edie and first um, at different points. And I mean, he obviously still went off for like 25 or something, but it's less, it gives him an extra thing to think about. The for thing, sure. The thing they did with, with first, they put first on him and then they immediately sent that double. And I don't remember who was calling the game. Like this is the largest double team in America right now. And they just, they were using him like to like send Edie like to block the vision from the middle. So I don't know. I mean, Terrence first is a big dude. First is a big guy, and Terrence. Nothing against him, but I mean, he's had he's had um, struggles with guy four man posting him up. And Trace is a strong, strong athletic guy, and he's probably not going to feel Terrence there unless you're going to send the double. Like if you want to send the double. With Hunter every time, I'm fine with that, to be honest. Like, go for it. I just don't know if you want to play him one-on-one like that. And the other issue, you were saying for Michigan to junk it up? Yeah, I think they need to, like, they need to throw the one-two-two at him. Uh, and I don't I don't like the three-two. Like, it, it's lazy to me. It looks bad most of the time. But Indiana struggles against zones. Like, yeah. they struggled against Minnesota when Minnesota ran a 3-2. Um, and Rutgers jumped it up, like, insane yesterday. They were throwing everything at them. So, yeah. and they, they, they're the type of team that it, if, if you can get them a little uncomfortable and make them think one extra pass, um, they tend to struggle. Um, here's, here's what I'll, what I'll kind of say to that. Um, when Michigan junks it up, they're not fast on their rotations and quick on their box outs. That's the only thing that I'm kind of worried about when it comes to that. Um, they have, um, they have jump stuff. They have one, two, two, they have the two, three that could either stay or go man. Um, but the only thing I'm worried about is when they go zone, they get really lazy and they get really unfocused. And that can allow for alley-oop dunks and that can allow for just easy threes and just really easy shots. And Walker, what is that? Is it plugged in? All right, thank you. Um... Hold on a second. Yeah, 
Yeah, I just think when you have um, – they can't afford – they just can't afford to be super lazy. They can't afford to, like, get into that mentality that they could just, like, sit back in the zone, point, and act like they're doing stuff, but they're really not. Um, they're not – they don't – they don't cover space well in the zone. Yeah. yeah. And I'm worried about Trace roaming the baseline because they let He's up. so let, athletic. They'll let He's... up the middle. And, I mean, yeah. Re- Renew can throw the lob from the free throw line. Pichofino can throw it if he gets in the middle. And I don't know. Miller Cop just decided he's going to hit four threes against Rutgers. So, if you open that up. I don't know. I mean, back and forth, I think you throw it at him. I think, have, I think Michigan's done a better job of not staying in the zone. Yeah, that's true. You know, every team always stays in his zone one or two possessions too long, and I think Michigan's done a better job at it than they did at the beginning of the year. But I still don't, I still don't like it. I mean, the one two two, when Jace is in there, I like it. Slow it down a little bit. I think they've mm-hmm. done a good job, and then get back into man. But like staying in the half court, I don't know. I just, I get, I get, I want to throw my remote at the TV. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think in, I think in like random spurts, whether it's coming out of a timeout or like right after a free throw can go to it. Um, but I don't want to see it in like back-to-back possessions. Um, but like every now and then just like throw them off their game bit or just make them think. Um, Cause that can, that can win you a couple of, pos- a couple of possessions. And sometimes that could be yeah. the difference between a win or loss, you know, it's, he- it's, especially if it's like a one possession game at the end. Yeah. I don't know who that was, but he's right. Like, if you make IU think they're not all that great, their their offense is so simplified, it's insane. It's a ball screen or a TJD post up, and that's it. You know, maybe ball, maybe Galilee will come off the ball screen here and there, but yeah, if, if you do make him think, you know, here and there, and you know, again, you're dealing with a Michigan team that's still trying to figure out like the fundamentals of playing defense. You know, if you had a bunch of seniors, I feel like playing this IU team would not be that hard. It really, I don't really <laughs> right that hard at all to to run like like our teams, like the our tournament team. Like we could have ran junk zone and then gone back into man, gone back and forth all game, and they would have been lost. Right, but that's it's not easy to do. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. It's especially when your backcourt is what three nineteen year olds. Yeah, um, so it's. I mean, you kind of got a coach to like what, to like where, like where your team is, um, who you're playing is super important. Yeah, but you, you also need to know like what can your guys handle, um, and what your identity is too. You know what I mean? And I think they're starting to get their identity, and um, especially on the defensive end, and they they backdoored a couple guys today, but. I think that's just from them just being a little bit overly aggressive on some shooters, good counters by Hoiberg and all that. But all in all, they can't back backdoor you all game, you know. And yeah, um, and they were still decent as good as as good as ne- ne- Nebraska felt like they just went on these, you know, these uh really really these like really good runs, um, and they gave up seventy two. But honestly, it didn't feel like that because they had those stretches and those really big runs throughout the game that I felt that um, they could they could kind of do whatever they wanted to do. I think they have a problem with variety. I don't think IU has variety. I think 
Yeah. I think Michigan can guard them pretty decent because they can figure it out. Like the first two minutes of this game against Nebraska was they could not figure out Tominaka coming off the screens. It was <laughs> 10 points, bam. And then they figured it out. They got comfortable with it. It's like, you know, remember when we played Northwestern for the first time? It takes you like <laughs> yeah, 10 possessions. Was... They cook you in the first four minutes and you look like ass and coach calls a timeout. Like we practice this for three days and it's like, it doesn't matter. They're going, yeah. they're going so fast. Coach yeah. I don't know. I think I think they match up pretty well. I'm curious. I want to ask you a question before I uh, hit uh, stop on this recording for the episode. Offensively, we talk about how we want to see them guard them. How do you want to see Michigan attack IU? Anything specific? Same things? I mean, they've been running some variations with uh, the semi-break with Jet and coming and using him a lot more. I think coming off screens, but is there anything specific you really want to see uh, Michigan attack IU with? Honestly, Doug's the only point guard in this game. Uh, Hood Chipino's not a point guard. Not, not really. Like he's more of an off-ball guy. The same thing with uh, Galloway, too. He's more of an off-ball guy. Yeah. Um, I just think that Doug, Doug can really put his fingerprints on this game just by being able to get in the paint and find people. Not get in the paint and score, just get in the paint and just keep finding guys and finding the right guys. There's a difference between finding, you know, a 25% shooter and finding Joey, right? Those are two different things. If they're both open, you have to pick the right one. And I think he's going to be the fastest player on the court tomorrow. Not tomorrow, but on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But he's got to. He just got to do it. Whether he's it's a pick and roll or handoffs or transition, he has to use his speed because he's going to be. If they make this a half court game, um, he's going to be at a disadvantage because he's going to be be guarding someone. Like smallest guy they're going to play is Tamar Bates. Tamar Bates mm-hmm. is a big dude too. So, um, so being able to use his speed and quickness is is going to be imperative for them for sure. Um, and they're gonna get Jet and Kobe going. They're gonna get Jet and Kobe going. Hunter can't have a stinker like he like he did against Baycott. No, he's no. got to be able to. He's got to go at T- TJD and take this personal. I feel like there's multiple guys on this team that need to take this game pers- personally, like Kobe, Jet, and Hunter. Because Hunter, Hunter, when when like he's played pretty good competition, he's been outplayed almost every time my opinion um but when it comes down to kobe and jet they gotta take that hood shafino and tomorrow bates matchup like personally not being selfish but just go out there and win your matchup because if those three win their matchups michigan wins this game at home and and i think i think that's it like it's 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 that simple. And don't expose T. Will too much, um, especially if he's getting outsized by Renew and by Banks and by Race Thompson. Um, I think you want to make that move a bit earlier with a much bigger four. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's we'll see. It's putting pressure on them defensively. They haven't backed down from anybody. They've done it on both ends. They've executed well to put pressure on other teams and not just like 
dribble 25 seconds off and then see what happens at the end, which I think has made a world of difference for them on the other end of the court as well. So, yeah, I agree. Matchups um, and just continue what they're doing. I really want to see the center post-ups. Robbie Hummel keeps preaching it on the on the broadcast, and I could not agree more. Just entering it from the top of the key to Hunter posting up in the middle of the court. I don't think TJD is no Baycott. Baycott took that personally, and Baycott is a bull. And just, you know, the cliche out-toughed him. Just was just not going to let Hunter do whatever. And I don't think TJD really wants to fight for position quite like that on Hunter. I don't think he's like, I might get a foul if I like play a contact with him. So I'm not going to do it. I feel like that's kind of how he is now that he didn't play Edie tough, but I don't know. I think, I think that's my key is those two big guys and Hunter winning that pretty substantially, especially from the efficiency standpoint. I don't care about points. I just care about like who is more efficient and passed out of the double teams better and made their shots in an efficient clip, you know, TJG has 25 on 20 shots. Fine. I'll yeah. do that all day. So, well, I can't we'll, wait for this game. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. I'm so excited. I haven't been excited for a game like this in, in a while. Uh, and being from Indiana, I just pray to God we beat IU. I'm just so bad. I can go into the office and into my group chats and just talk mad shit. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.